Hello everyone, my name is Sarah Malengo, and in this episode, I interviewed Professor Samet Ganguly from Indiana University, Bloomington. Professor Ganguly is an expert in Indian foreign policy, international relations, national security, and more. In this interview, we discuss several topics regarding Kashmir, China, Pakistan, and India. I hope you enjoy this episode and learn more. So to begin, what started your interest in Indian foreign policy and national security? Um, what uh, started my interest in um, uh, Indian foreign policy and national security uh, had to do with, ironically, uh, with um, arguments I had with people in graduate school who didn't know a bloody thing about India, but were happy uh, to hold forth uh, based upon their um, ideological uh, preferences and leanings. And I just found that extremely irritating. And I decided that I needed to become um, really an authority on these matters to be able to refute uh, such palpable nonsense. Um, and so I kind of threw myself into um, uh, this area and uh, uh, have then devoted most of my life um, to the study of these subjects. So how to get into uh, the more foreign policy aspect, how has your research into Indian foreign policy evolved as China becomes an increasingly uh, challenger in this battle for Kashmir and supremacy in Asia? Uh, the Chinese are not so much concerned about Kashmir as much as they have claims along the Sino-Indian border, which is poorly demarcated and over which there have been 20 rounds of high-level negotiations and the two sides are no closer to reaching an understanding. Um, um, and that, of course, is a major concern and uh, uh, of my research and writing and a col two colleagues and I, including a former student um, who's now a colleague, the three of us are writing or hoping to write an entire book um, on the evolution of the rivalry. So it's very much um, on our minds at the moment. So how has uh, China's ambitions to become this premier Asian superpower conflicted with India's similar ambition to emerge as a global superpower, both economically and militarily? I think India's ambitions are somewhat less sweeping than you describe them. India certainly would like to be a player in the global order, but I don't think it quite has the same ambitions as China, basically to replace the United States. Um, and uh, more uh, to the point, China is a revisionist power at multiple levels. It seeks to change global uh, arrangements in a number of different areas um, in fundamental ways, and also wants to offer an alternative uh, form of um, uh, of governance uh, to the United States of authoritarian capitalism. Um, and so China is a much bigger challenge to the global order 
than India is or is likely to be any time in the foreseeable future. Got it. So how have the issues of Indian, Pakistan, and Chinese tensions affected this international diplomacy and foreign policy across the world? And do you believe India's increasingly military policies in Kashmir are going to cause more agitative events in the future? Yes, I'm afraid so, that India's very militarized approach to the problems in Kashmir is are only going to exacerbate matters rather than lower the temperature and bring about any kind of reconciliation with the aggrieved population, especially in the valley. Um, and I, I think uh, the strategy that India has, particularly under the present government, has adopted is going to be counterproductive. Thank you. So do you believe uh, nationalism within India has altered Indian foreign policy or just simply continued India's trend um, of increased agitation towards Pakistan? No, I think it, it, this particular government has pursued an especially nationalist foreign policy, particularly when it comes to Pakistan, and that has inflected uh, the policy in important ways, um, uh, and not always to the good. Um, so yes, uh, nationalism and an attention to domestic politics, um, uh, a keen eye on domestic politics has profoundly influenced uh, the policies of the uh, present um, uh, government uh, in, um, in, uh, in New Delhi. Um, and uh, uh, I suspect it will continue to do so uh, as long as this government is in office. So as you described, several global events regarding the region of Kashmir have occurred in recent years with increased military lockdowns in the region, resulting in massive protests that are both violent and peaceful. So why do you think these events are occurring more often? And are they a result of India's relation with Pakistan or India's own internal problems with their portion of Kashmir? No, I think it has much to do with India's own internal problems in Kashmir. But of course, it's exacerbated by Pakistan's constant meddling and Pakistan's willingness even as of last year, to support terrorist uh, groups, as witnessed by the uh, attack um, uh, in Pulwama uh, in February of last year. Um, uh, uh, in fact, on Valentine's Day, no less, uh, when a number of CRPF personnel were killed in an ambush, um, where a car laden with explosives rammed into uh, a convoy killing a substantial number of personnel. And um, uh, the Jaish-e Muhammad, a Pakistan-based terrorist organization, took responsibility for it. And so as long as Pakistan permits these people to act with impunity from their soil, um, India will find it that much more difficult to resolve the Kashmir issue, even though India has its own shortcomings and problems in Kashmir. So do you believe the tensions regarding the region of Kashmir are largely based on territorial gain from both sides or simply concerns regarding security of the individual nations? Well, the Pakistanis claim it's a question of moral and human rights, which I think is palpable nonsense. 
country that still hasn't come to terms with its genocide in 1971 shouldn't be breaching human rights to anyone. Um, it's a it's, it's you know a bit rich. Uh, when I say this, it gets the Pakistanis furious, but you know fury or or the lack thereof. They've got to come to terms with this, and it has nothing to do with human rights. It has everything to do with what some Pakistani strategists call a um, war of a thousand cuts to bleed India and to make India pay for its role in uh, the genesis of Bangladesh. They, they haven't forgotten that. And since India has a self-inflicted wound in Kashmir, it's basically putting salt in that wound. So when do you believe these tensions with Pakistan will end, or do you think it's even possible in this modern age? Um, these tensions will end probably under three different conditions. One, when Pakistan loses the next war, God forbid that it happens, but if it does, if it's successfully defeated in the next war, that's one possibility. Second, the gap between India and Pakistan will become so great that it just won't matter anymore. Um, Pakistan can you know, keep baying at the moon, but it won't make any difference to India. The third possibility is that there's an internal change in Pakistan, uh, some sort of a endogenous shock that leads to a different political configuration within Pakistan. So under one of these three conditions, we can visualize a end to the rivalry. What do you believe would uh, cause this, um, if, if it were to occur, what do you think would cause this future war? Uh, is it, would it be a result of increasing nationalism within the both sides or uh, protests and uh, both military protests from Pakistan? and just of the citizens would um, result in Kashmir separation from India or just a simple um, revolt against India? Uh, let me be blunt about something. The possibility of the separation of Kashmir from India is a pipe dream. Yeah. Uh, it ain't gonna happen. Uh, you know, I mean, I just was on a panel at the University of California at Berkeley and there was a guy who's clearly a Kashmiri separatist. And, you know, dream on. It ain't going to happen. Whether It's not a matter of whether I like it or not. My likes or dislikes are irrelevant. The Indian state is like an elephant. It's soft. But when it sits on you, it's extremely painful. And the Kashmiris had better get used to that. It, in the Indian state isn't walking away. It's not going to shrink itself. It's not going to happen. That's number one. Uh, a war could take place because of inadvertent escalation. There's a huge body of literature in international relations and political science that deals with the possibilities of inadvertent escalation and misperception, which could lead to war. That's certainly one possibility. One, another possibility is uh, Pakistani miscalculation, um, like they did in 1965. That could lead to another war. Um, the possibility of Pakistan trying to pull off another Kargil in 1999 could provoke another war. So all of these are possible scenarios. Uh, so 
as we touched on this a bit before, but as India gains an increasing image as a rising nationalist Hindu nation, how has this affected its foreign policy and international relations with other countries? It's primarily affected relations with Pakistan and to a lesser degree with Bangladesh, where there's a fair amount of populist anger against India, um, especially over issues like the, um, the Citizenship Amendment Act or the National Register of Citizens, both of which are likely to disproportionately affect Muslims and Bangladeshis illegally in India. So there's a degree of populist anger, which even Sheikh Hasina has not been able to control, as was witnessed after Modi's recent visit to Bangladesh, where, she had a perfect, where he had a perfectly cordial visit with Sheikh Hasina, but there were street protests. There were attacks on Hindu temples by uh, uh, Muslim zealots. Uh, there were um, uh, public uh, protests against Modi which reflects the fact that there's a degree of hostility towards India as a consequence of certain domestic policies it's pursuing. With Pakistan, of course, as we've discussed, it has affected relations, no question about it, adversely. So going into um, India's internal uh, factors, how do you believe Modi's increasingly anti-Muslim sort of rhetoric has translated to foreign policy with Pakistan and has the internal violence towards these Muslim minorities degraded foreign policy with Pakistan? Uh, Not especially, Um, uh, but uh, certainly the actions that India has taken in Kashmir has uh, uh, created tensions with Pakistan. Thank you for listening to the episode today, and I hope you learned a lot and enjoyed the discussion. Stay tuned for more.